Minnesota, and I'll feed you there. The wilderness, I'll feed you there. Nowhere else was there. There was where God said be. And sometimes things change around, change locations, and different things happen. But I'm so thankful for the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Tell you what, move me just a little bit closer. I know that sounds strange, but I'm in a whole different <laughs> physical stature than I have in the auditorium there. I can stand, but it. Uh, there we go. All right, everything's cool. Just don't push me off the cliff here. <laughs> Hallelujah. You have to watch these Republicans. They'll push you off the ship. No. They did by accident. They'd jump in and save you, so. Praise God. I want you to turn your Bible tonight to the 77th chapter of uh, Psalms. I've got something just red hot off the griddle for me. And I just, when I find something good, I like to share it with my friends. You know, people are in this room tonight because you want to be. There may be someone hear that someone had you by the ear and said, you know, <laughs> you better go. But if we only realized one sound of the trumpet, and we're out of here, there will be a last church service. There will be a last Sunday. There will be. There will be a last Tuesday morning. There will be a last Wednesday. There will be a last revival on earth as we have known, you know, like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever. And we'll forever be in the presence of God. There's such an urgency in my heart tonight to say, give it all you got while you can. Amen. I'm at the point of life to where only one life, and it will soon be passed, but don't push, don't shove. God and I have an agreement. I've, I have an extended warranty plan that I'm working on. I'm long life in my family, and I have a purpose for it. There's a call of God on my life, and I have a wife and a daughter that need me right now, and have several church people that need me. <laughs> oh, what I mean, we, we, we need each other. Hey, let, let's, let's say it that way. We all need Jesus. I want you to turn with me, if you haven't. Let's, I want you to read it for yourself, Psalm 77. And we're not going to try to be fancy with it. We're just, I want your eyes to see it. If you don't have a Bible, read it with someone close by. Because this is an eye-opener. It is a spirit-opener. Uh, it would be three mornings ago now, early, in my early morning time of, with God. I read it, and it just overwhelmed me. I said, God, that's, that's the answer to so many struggles that we all have. All right, here we are. Psalms 27. 
I cried unto God with my voice, even unto God with my voice, and he gave ear. He heard me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. It's a good thing to do in the day of trouble. Some people have a day of trouble and they get drunk. What I mean, they revert back to what used to ease the pain for temporarily. Or they ease back maybe to some drugs or take a trip or, you know, just do something. Go see a movie or do whatever. But in the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. And my soul ran in the night and ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. Here we are at verse 3. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained, and my spirit was overwhelmed. I complained, and my spirit was overwhelmed. What gets us into a mess? Our mouth. I remember Charles Capps. I heard him when we were ministering together over in Dallas a few years ago. He said something happened. And he was a businessman as well as, as a teacher of the Word of God. And he said, I wanted to make a negative confession so bad it hurt, but I knew the consequence of it. His flesh wanted to ventilate, but he said, I knew the consequence of that. I don't think, I, I, I want to just park there just for a moment. I complained. I have complained. different times in my life. You have complained. We all complain. And it cost, a, it cost us every time we do it. Okay. Somebody got that. I heard it. Thou holdest mine as waking. I'm so troubled that I, now it's going to get better. I, I'm not wallowing in it. I'm so troubled I cannot speak. Well, he finally got, <laughs> finally got to a point where he stops talking. I've considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with my own heart and my spirit made diligent search. Will the Lord cast off forever? Will he be favorable no more? Is his mercy clean gone forever? Doth his promise fail forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Selah, think this over. And I said, this is my infirmity. This is where I am. This is my dilemma. This is what <laughs> complaining has gotten me into. But... I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. Now, no offense to left-handed people. My brother in California, he's left-handed. We have a lot of fun out of Everybody in the family is right-handed, but Paul, he's left-handed. But when it speaks of God's right hand, that's God's very best. That's God's strongest. 
that speaks of God's greatest power. His right hand is, as we would say, putting the right foot forward. I mean, that's God at his best. He's always at his best, but you understand what I'm saying. And so he said, but I will remember. All right, now, that, that, there, now we're going to start turning the ship around. I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of your doings. Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. I'm still old-fashioned enough to believe that uh, there's a value in going to the house of God. Who is so great as God? Who is so great a God as our God? I tell you, you start getting in the presence of God, you start talking and thinking like God. Thou art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. Thou hast with thine arms redeemed thy people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. Now, I'm going to jump down to verse 20 in conclusion of Psalms 27, verse 20. Thou leadest thy people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Now, let's just break this down. It kind of falls into four categories, four things here. Because we start off talking wrong and praying wrong. Muslims say they pray five times a day. Some do, some don't. But you can pray 24-7. And if you pray wrong, you're wasting your breath. And even if you love God with all your heart, but you're praying off-the-wall prayers that are not in line with God's Word, that's why you need to read the Bible. That's why the disciples who were his inner circle said, teach us to pray. We've heard you pray. We see your prayers working. Please teach us to pray. Amen. And so they were praying wrong, and he was speaking wrong. I complained, and my spirit was overwhelmed. I, I hope that just carves a notch in our tree tonight that we, we, we won't forget. When I complain, I'm messing myself up. When I complain, I'm getting my computer out of whack. When I complain, <laughs> everything from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. You know, uh, depression and, and fear and doom and gloom, it'll mess you up from your head to your feet. Amen? And so, uh, you see, Here's, here's what was going on. I complained. My spirit was overwhelmed. I just pray, God, that you'll write yourself a note and say, by the grace of God. And you can only do that. You know, here's the thing about it. I used to make New Year's resolutions when I was, when I was a young man. and broke every one of them before the sun went up, you know. Because it was, it was flesh. It was soulish realm. It was good desire, but I didn't have the power to pull it off. You can't live for God in your own strength. You can't overcome in your own strength. 
This is not a matter of mind over matter, the power of positive thinking. Once you're born again, you're a spirit being on fire. The fire of the Holy Spirit of God. The way we overcome, the way we stay strong, the way we do what we ought to do, the way we stay pure when our flesh would be tempted to go another way is simply holding steady in this truth that I'm bringing tonight. So let's watch, let's watch our words. The old timers used to say, well, shut my mouth. That might make a good uh, point here. Shut my mouth. All right. So I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Now, here are some things that God was curious to hear of. Lord, you keep me awake all night. No, it was that pizza. <laughs> it, was, it, it, it was that spicy food or it was eating good food too late. But, Lord, you keep me awake all night. Why has God cast me off? God hasn't cast you off. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Like your children, you, you don't always love their ways, but you love your child. So, all right, God keeps me awake at night. God cast. why do you cast me off? Where is God's favor? Where is God's favor? Where is God's mercy? The Word is not working for me. I wonder why it works. I heard Brother Charlie talking about the Word working for him and for his wife. Why isn't the Word working for me? Well, and then we, we cap it all off by saying, well, that's the way it is in our family. Born to lose. Born to lose. Now I'm losing you. You remember that? Was that country western, I think? I guess it'll always be this way. Something was said Sunday morning that was worth whatever effort you made to come out to the house of God. I had a message Sunday morning, but I knew we had a man of God that had a proven track record, and he has followed the teachings and the example of this house, and God has raised that man from total obscurity to a worldwide ministry. And preachers would give, the, give anything the average, to have the doors open and, and, and the advantages, but there's a reason. But he said one thing. I called him, was it last night, I think, or the night before last. It's about bedtime, but uh, if you're my friend, I'll call you late. <laughs> if I'm not sleeping, there's no sense in you sleeping, you know. <laughs> we might as well have fellowship together. <laughs> and I said, Brother Greg. He, he, he kind of talked slow on the phone. He, he, he's very low-key. Yes, brother, brother Bobby. I said, Brother Greg. I said, guess what? He said, well, well what, what are you talking about? I said, the deal's still on. <laughs> and he was, I know one of his strong references was Abraham. After Abraham blew it, blew it, blew it, blew it, blew it, blew it. God appears to him and gives him bigger and better promises, tells him to look up at the stars, 
and says, I still, in essence, he still said, the deal is still on. And I want to tell everyone in this chapel tonight, no matter how many times you've failed, you've fallen on your face, you said you're going to do something, but you couldn't pull it off because you tried to do it in your own strength. Or it wasn't God's time. It was not God's time. The deal is still on. The promises of God are sure. God's Word is real. And I've built my life, my ministry, my everything for almost 65 years now, 55 years as pastor. I've built it on the strength of God's Word. Isaiah 41.10 for 55 years. Fear thou not, I am with you. Be not dismayed. I am thy God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. What's wrong with my help? I'll hold you up with my righteous right hand. You see, God's bringing all of us to a place, if we'll let him do it, of trusting in the Lord with all of our heart, leaning not to our own understanding, but in all of our ways acknowledging him, yachting him, Know him and make him known is what that means. And he will direct our paths. Ladies and gentlemen, our nation so desperately needs that. Politics so desperately needs that. Education needs that. Churches need that. Pastors need that. Lay people need that. We need to trust in God more today than we've ever trusted in God and I thank God for it. I, you see, I know the story behind the story of so many people in, in the work of Calvary who had absolutely nothing going for them except something ignited a fire under their faith in God. And they realized that though they might have been born wrong, though they might have had a bad deal in a, in a home or a parenting or had no parents at all, they realized no matter how rough life had been, Life starts right now if I'll take the nail-scarred hand of Jesus and get a hold of the Word of God and start believing God instead of the devil, instead of my, instead of my naysayer relatives, you know, who said, you'll never, you'll never do it, you'll never make it, you know, whatever. So, uh, you see, he, he, he got the wrong slant of this thing. He said, God's, I, why, why does God keep me away? Why does he cast me off? Why? Where is his favor? Where is God's mercy? Where is this? Why, why isn't the word working for me? Well, I always come back to this. I guess it will always be this way. Yeah, it will be if you don't change your thinking and believing. Yep. It, I got, I got, <laughs> you, you just prophesied your future. But we don't have to be ruled by the past. And I'll tell you something else. We don't have to be ruled by the present. That comes, saying that comes a lot easier when you're younger and stronger. But when you get a little mileage on you, when some years have gone by, when some things have happened and you've had ample challenges and you still stay in the Word of God, that's when you're going to see results. All right. So I complained. My spirit was overwhelmed. I was saying wrong, speaking wrong, and I was praying wrong. But I will remember, ho, 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 now we're getting into the good stuff here. 
but I will remember, oh, the power of meditating on God's Word. Oh, the power, the power, the power. I will remember the years of your right hand. I will remember the years of your right hand. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm just thinking of all the things God has done. <laughs> God, let me be born in a believer's home. God, let me be born to parents that knew God, taught me the ways of God. And even as a teenager, I, I thought I was missing something. I've always had the, seemed like I've always had the pedal of the metal ever since I was born. I wanted to climb the highest tree. I wanted to skinny up the longest telephone pole. I went by to see two sycamore trees that I spent half my youth in, and they'd been cut down. They were so old, they just fell over, I guess. I don't know. Amen. Joined my club in our neighborhood. You had to walk the sewer for two miles. <laughs> kind of funny down there. See a lot of things down there. But you come out on the other side, a member of my club. <laughs> I just, if, if I'm on, if I'm going to be into it, when I started skiing, uh, uh, I said, I'm going to take lessons. I'm going to learn what this is all about. And I did. And I, I love my brother-in-law's. They, they were all good skiers, but I could outski any of them, two to one, three to one. And you ask them and they'll tell you. I could beat them downhill. I could, I could beat them anywhere because I, I learned what to do. And when you know what to do, you can point them downhill and it doesn't scare the fire out of you. If you know you can stop and you know you can turn, if you just know that you how to control within reason, it's amazing what you can do. I don't know where I got off on that, but anyway. But I will rem remember. My wife got tired of waiting in the warming house. My sister, two sister-in-laws, they got tired of waiting in the warming house, so they took lessons. And Joy turned out to be a real good, she, she wasn't a downhill racer, but she good skier. She's a lot of fun to ski with. We had some wonderful years. All right, I will remember the years of your right hand. You know, if you'll think about it, we've all had some wonderful years. I will remember all God's works. Just dwell on God's works. I get so tired of man's works, but God's work. I will remember God's wonders. I'll remember that God's way. Hallelujah. <laughs> Is revealed so often in church. David said in Psalm 73, until I went into the sanctuary of the Lord, then I understood. We kind of almost had to flip a coin on, on uh, someone being with joy tonight. So one of our caregivers, God love her heart, I said, she said, you going pastor? I said, well, I know you love to go to church. She said, no, you need to go tonight. I said, okay. I, 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 things are working now, and, and uh, I, I have a word in my heart, and I'll do it. I'm here because someone else is willing to stay with the stuff. Amen. God's works, God's wonders. But I remember God's way is revealed in church. Until I went unto the sanctuary of God, then understood I 
Church is not the only place you can hear from God. You can hear from God anywhere. You know, if your life is in tune with the Lord, of course. So, so I mean, you can hear from God on, on a freeway. You can hear from God in the shower. You can hear from God in early morning prayer. You can, in the middle of the night, uh, you, you, can, you can hear from God. But, oh, there's just something about coming into the house of God the anointing of God is there. Hallelujah. If you get one truth, one life-changing truth, the whole trip is worth it. The whole, the whole trip is worth it. Now here it's, it talked about the God of, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, anyway, talk about the, the God of Moses and Aaron. Now everybody didn't like Moses. Some people said, Moses, he's my man. Then there's some, you know, it was kind of, it's interesting how God sent them out two by two. It's Joshua and Caleb. Everybody didn't like Joshua. Everybody didn't like Caleb. <laughs> and you know, if, if, if your faith isn't just personalities alone, you're going to get let down. We have phone calls all the time. Who's preaching tonight? I, that determines whether I'm going to come or not. <laughs> then I look over to Blues who drive two hours to get here one way, and I say, you know, it can be done. God bless you guys. Amen. I said, Brother William, why do you, why do you and you are two hours here and then two hours back to Stephenville? He said, because I get good groceries here. <laughs> he said, I get fed here. This, I, didn't tell him that, I didn't tell him you have to come to Fort Worth to be fed. That's something that he and God have negotiated. And I'm not going to fool with it. I'm going to leave it alone. Praise God. And then he went to the point that I really want to leave with us here tonight. Thou, you lead your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. You lead your people. The song we used to sing in church, he leadeth me, he leadeth me. Praise God. And I thought of all the ways that God has led me. All the miracles that God has wrought in this ministry. I mean, undeniable miracles, last-minute miracles, miracles that only God could pull off, miracles that were too late for the bank to pull off, miracles that were too late for business people to pull off, miracles that were too late for people that could always make a deal, but their deal fell through. I just took Isaiah 41.10 before God. I said, God... We need another one. I need some help here. And just to see God come through. If it's God, God can do it. Hallelujah. And I think the thing that I really want to leave with you tonight, watch our words. Watch our words. You say, well, I've heard that. I've heard that. But remember, I complained. We all have done it. We all probably have done some kind of complaining today. We weren't mad at God. We just, our mouth just wasn't in line with the Word of God and what we had to say. I complained, and my spirit was overwhelmed. David said, when my spirit is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. 
For you've been a shelter and a strong tower. I like what Billy Graham said in the early part of this ministry. Uh, almost anyone who goes into full-time ministry, there's a struggle of does God's word, is God's Word really everything it's supposed to be and what about God? But Billy Graham spent a night in the woods with his Bible. And he said he came out of the woods saying, if it comes down to it, let every man be a liar, but let God be true. And God took a young boy saved in a hellfire and brimstone revival meeting and sent him around the world time and time again. You look at those pictures of New York Times Square from a helicopter. I mean, people, as far as you can see, people up and down street who gave their lunch hour in New York to come out to hear Billy Graham say, the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says. Hallelujah. I don't always understand God, do you? I don't always understand God's timing, do you? It just seems like he misses a lot of opportunities to be early. But he's never late. I said he's never late. And a wounded spirit, a bruised reed he'll not break. Smoking flax he'll not quench. I've even just recently seen God bring healing to lives that had gone through so much turmoil, so much challenge, so much disappointment, death, sorrow, business, whatever, whatever. But, you know, God's a God of restoration. And if we'll just let go and let God have his wonderful way, hallelujah. And remember, it costs too much to complain. It'll overwhelm your spirit. Instead of complaining, start confessing God's word. <laughs> Goliath said, <laughs> this is the silliest little fool I ever met in my life. He comes out to me, look how tall I am, look how well equipped I am. There's no way this boy's going to last over a few seconds. David said, no hill for a climber. <laughs> you come against me with a sword and a spear and a shield, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of hosts. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that young man with a slingshot, with a slingshot, <laughs> one stone in the right place, one word from God, one verse, believing God's word above everything else, brought the giant down. <laughs> hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> you know, I, 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 can't you just see David going around with that head, that old bloody head <laughs> hanging? David, what are you fooling with that thing for? Oh, let me tell you my story. <laughs> this is my testimony. <laughs> Boy, that'd get their attention, wouldn't it? <laughs> Everybody want to know your testimony. <laughs> Just stay away from me. <laughs> Don't give the boy a sword. He's dangerous. Don't give him a slingshot. He's, he's 
Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. And yet, in the beginning, Saul was a knight in shining armor. Saul had so much going for him, but he forgot God. Forgot to put God first. But David learned to put God first. Hallelujah. And you know, it's, it's like Brother Charlie said tonight, uh, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You know, we're sitting in this chapel tonight because of a series of miracles over the years that God has accomplished. Hallelujah. Thanks be unto God. Hallelujah. I want us just to praise the Lord tonight. You've been a wonderful group of people to minister to. But remember this. When all hell breaks loose, you have the power to release all heaven, which trumps all of hell. I mean, it overshadows. It takes the precedent over whatever Satan's up to. You can go to bed in fear, or you can go to bed in faith. And I'll tell you, you go to bed in faith, and you'll wake up on the shouting side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Did you get anything out of the Word of God tonight? I complained, and my spirit was overwhelmed. I did it to myself. I I complained, and it overwhelmed me. But then the chapter turns. I began to remember the power of memory. Just reflect on the times that God has heard and answered prayer. Reflect on the fact that you're born again. You could be in hell tonight. I said you could be in hell tonight. All of us could be in hell tonight. But thank God we're born again on our way to heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, let go and let God have His wonderful way. Let go and let God have his way your sorrows they'll vanish all your nights turn to day let go and let god have his way oh let go and let god have his wonderful